Hello and welcome to episode 400, that's 400, of Awards Daily's Water Cooler Podcast. I don't know why I felt the need to spell out 400, but I did anyway. I am joined by the other two M's, so M's, let us go around the cooler for the 400th time and tell the listeners who you are and where they can find you on the internet. Joey, kick us off. Hi, I think I'm Joey Moser. Um, you can probably find me on Twitter, Joey Moser 83. Megan? Hi, I'm Megan McLaughlin. You can find me on Twitter at HeyDudeMeg. And again, I'm Clarence Moy. You can find me on Twitter at Clarence Moy. And if you follow me and then unfollow me, I will know who you are because I use who's unfollowedme.com. I check that like every other day. <laughs> you two are weird. <laughs> I <don't laughs> no, because what I like to do, what I like to do is if somebody unfollows me, like if, if it's somebody that I know that unfollows me, I will, um, I passive aggressively either DM them and ask me them why they unfollow me and they never answer I think because they're too weird, weirded out by my confrontation, or I unfollow them and then refollow them so they see them in it. I just I don't confront anybody. I just very classically with a very classic Clarence Moy style. I just sit there and uh, obsess about why did they unfollow me? I know they were following me like two days ago. What did I do <laughs> in the last two days that made them unfollow me? <laughs> Which is usually nothing, and I can't even begin to get inside their head. But anyway, guys, it's the 400th episode. Woo! I tried looking up what is the 400th anniversary, <laughs> but then I realized that wouldn't apply to anybody. So <laughs> I didn't get you, Jack. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, <I get> it. <laughs> it's crazy. Of course, now, um, I don't think any of us have been on all 400 episodes, but there no. have been no. 400 episodes held in some shape or fashion led by one of us or, you know, featuring many of us sometimes. Was there never an episode where none of us were on and somebody else took over? <laughs> um, I don't think that has ever happened where, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the inmates the were in the show. asylum. Yeah. The Jalal show. <laughs> Um, I would love to watch the Jalal show. I know, me too. Right? I, you, we're not ready for the Jalal show. We're <laughs> <laughs> not ready for the Jalal show. It, uh, it would be eight hours long, and I would piss myself eight, four, <laughs> 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I know we closed episode 399 with this big promise. We're going to do something huge and spectacular and fantastic. And, and of course, like the best laid plans that just kind of fell through what we were going to do was to reach out to the original podcast host craig kennedy who hopefully some of you are familiar with if you've been listening to us for that long god help you if you have um and and bring him back on the podcast and find out because he he left after i don't think he made it to 100 episodes i think he left somewhere around 20 to 50 somewhere in there um and and turned it over to us to run and I was we were going to bring him back on to kind of figure out, you know, what's been going on and, and uh, where are you in your life and what television and films have captured your attention in the last X number of years. I guess it's been almost, well, that was 2014. So, uh, and we started at Christmas of 2014. So it really is our eighth year anniversary pretty much this week. Um, wow. I know. 
because I, I listened to the first episode to prepare for a special quiz that I'm going to give you because I love <laughs> to do quizzes for two you two. Um, I don't know why I love to pit you two against each other so much, but I do. That's <laughs> natural. Um, but unfortunately, Craig just he, he wasn't. He's he he was. There was a lot going on in his life in terms like all good things, right? He's very busy at work and, and him being on the Pacific coast and us being East coast, the timing wasn't working out. So um, he sends his love. He was very, very flattered um, and appreciative of being asked to, uh, to be on the podcast. Unfortunately, he just couldn't make to swing it. So, but we are carrying on without him. And uh, we actually got a request from one of our I guess it's probably I would I would think it's probably the only person that has listened to this podcast since day one, and that is our super fan Rick Friel. Um, and Rick had a request of us, um, and I'll, I'll read it out to you both, and that's that's where we can start. Rick says, "I thought it would be fun for you three to reflect on how TV has changed in the last four hundred episodes, from Modern Family and network TV being such a big deal, and now it's almost non-existent in the in the uh, moving to streaming." Uh, and most of all, he would like for us to talk about the great friendship between the three of us. We fake it really well, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is for Rick, the best part of the podcast, hanging with the three of us, laughing and having fun. Jalal is awesome too. And I so appreciate what you all do. Well, Rick, we talk That's about so you. Sweet. It, it really is. We, we talk Rick. about you all the time. Um, whether it's on the podcast or not, we always say, well, what would Rick say? And, and one day, <laughs> one day, Next year, we are before, at least before August of 2023, we are going to bring on Rick to talk about Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. And of course, yeah, rest in, and he would love to do it. So I think he's on and uh, we're going to have a podcast dedicated to Fleetwood Mac. Um, rest in peace, Christine McVie broke my heart this past week to tell Megan that uh, Christine McVie died. Oh, I really had a hard time with, with that. And I'm still... Having a hard time with that. Yeah. I uh, I was at work and I drove home listening to Songbird a couple of times. Oh, that's like my favorite Fleetwood Mac song, like period, too, I think. And it's such a great story about the recording of that. I think they were at a they were playing in a concert and they just she had a piano in the in the auditorium and they just they said, Why don't you play it here? And they recorded it live right there. I think I don't think it was recorded in a studio. Oh wow. Yeah, I think I've heard that. I may be totally wrong, but uh that's I think is the is the legend for that. Anyway, um, so I think those are great topics, and of course we'll we'll close with the flash forward to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. So let's start with the the state of television in the last four hundred episodes. So that go, takes us all the way back to two thousand fourteen, where you know um, actually let me pull up the Emmy list of two thousand fourteen. Wow, because it. Sorry, Emmy nominations. So I feel the, like Under the Dome was something that we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> so. Oh, this with, was like, okay, like Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad. Um, so the outstanding comedy series lineup was Modern Family, which won that year. Big Bang Theory, Louie on FX, uh, Orange is the New Black for Netflix, Silicon Valley, HBO, and Veep HBO. So you had a mix of streamers, you had some classic cable, you had some um, premium um, cable in HBO, and then you had a couple of network shows. Um, but a balance, right? Um, yeah. With, dra with drama series, you had Breaking Bad, as you've mentioned, which won. 
Um, that was on a- AMC, Downton Abbey on PBS, Game of Thrones, HBO, True Detective, HBO, House of Cards, Netflix, which I think their first big drama series to get nominated, and uh, Mad Men on AMC. Again, nice mix. Um, I everything has changed. Yeah. Now, was this the first? This was the first year. That had to have been what Orange and House of Cards first seasons. Yeah, I think season? so. I think you're right. See, season one was 2013, so that would yeah, have so been, been oh, no. That, this would have been the second season because 2013 oh, okay, started right. in February of 2013, so that would have been um, the 2013 Emmy window. So this was the second season of House of Cards. Uh, and was it orange that is the new blacks first season though? I think it, I think it was. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause yes, House of Cards was nominated the first year, but orange is the new black was not. Uh, orange is the new black premiered in 2013, which would have meant that the 2014 Emmy window was when it was nominated. Oh God. Okay. I remember once that show came out, it was such a big deal. Yeah. Yes, you'll have to remember Orange is the New Black for uh, maybe our our little quiz coming up at the end of the episode. (laughs) Maybe a hint. Um, I think, you know, I think the big thing looking at this, you know, just looking at the state of television as to what was recognized at the Emmys that year was there was diversity of offering which I think is largely gone now. And and what has suffered is not the HBOs and the streamers. Um, it's the, what everybody's been saying. It's the, um, the, the network, the ABCs, the CBS is the, of course, C, you know, CBS having a comedy series in here is just like, uh, completely insane. Yeah. So. I think also like even just, you know, this was not to get political, but this was before the election of Trump. Um, and I'm thinking about it in terms of like how content has changed, like how we've had this, like not only just streamers, but we've had this swing toward more positive comedies. Like I'm thinking of Abbott Elementary and thinking of um, Shit's Creek, obviously. Um, I mean, I think Shit's Creek came out around the time that we started podcasting too, which, and I remember we were, t- that was like the little show that could, we always talked about that show. And then, and actually that was on a network that no one watched and then putting it on, I, I do think putting it on Netflix reruns is what helps people find mm-hmm. it. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I, I think it's interesting to look at how, what people are watching now compared to like what, what we're talking about, what, what, what is funny? Like Modern Family was, I guess, a positive type of show, but not necessarily to the extent of like Ted Lasso and um, kind of these these like figures at the center of them that are uh, you just really uh, love. I don't know. It's just it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. And I think what one thing that people don't really realize and don't really remember and give Modern Family credit for is how it brought diverse families into mainstream like that's true you know you had soap i guess i think it was soap back in the 70s that had billy crystal as i think the first openly gay network character yeah and then you don't really have anything like that i mean you've got like i mean occasionally there would be a gay man and golden girls pop up every now and again but he would never i guess blanche blanche's brother was gay but it was like 
the point of the episode. Like it was the shock of it, you know, and, and, and now you go to modern family in the nineties and it's, you know, there's two guys having a, a you know, child together, um, adopting a child together in the first episode. I mean, I, I don't think it ever really got the credit for that. It doesn't, people don't give it credit for that now. And all the, people remember about modern family is how many times it won outstanding comedy series. And it's sort of the punching bag of, of all the jokes, but it really was groundbreaking mm-hmm. back then. I remember being so excited for that show. I remember, remember like when you could, it's not like the big back in my day, you could like, you know, some, a magazine like an entertainment weekly would publish a fall TV movie preview and they would break it down day by day during the week, network by network, what was debuting. And I remember that was one of the years when Modern Family was on the first couple of years that I remember being so excited to watch that show because it looked so funny. And I actually, in the last couple of months, um, a friend of ours has never watched Modern Family. So he started from the beginning and he started it actually when, you know, he was at our house visiting, we were like cooking or something like that. And that show, I think, still holds up pretty well in terms of of uh how good it is i mean it's 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 really really tight the direction is really good and snappy so i i do know that a lot of people some of us included have sort of uh fed into a little bit of the negativity of that show um or that show's reputation but back then it was i thought it was an exciting thing to have on tv Oh, it's a great show. I, I think I'm yeah. probably one of those people that is like... I think we all I, did, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I just... Um, with Modern Family, the one thing that always... It, it was a Modern Family. They were very... All of them were insanely wealthy, I guess. It's like what always threw me off. Like, I wanted to see more of... I liked more of... Um, what was that? The middle. was. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I wanted to see a Modern Family mm. that's able to you know, accommodate things without with worrying about money. Um, yeah. But I, I think, I mean, that's not the show that that was, and that's fine, but um, it's a, it's a great show. And you're right. It did do a lot of um, things for, for representation. I remember it being a big deal that it was two guys, you know, that were married. Like that was, it's hard to believe, like even so much has changed, I would say in terms of diversity of, of, characters and 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 like people of color better represented i mean we still have you know strides to make but i think even just watch like 10 years ago almost like it's completely different i think everything is changing casting wise too which is it's really great yeah absolutely and as i'm looking at at these titles and in the nominations for performances i mean we certainly have come leaps and bounds far more than the Academy Awards um, in terms of representation and diversity and in terms of the nominees. I know, you know, there's still room to grow, as you've just said, but there's there's a marked change in what is mostly white names, you know, eight years ago to Mm -hmm. um, a host of of, uh, different backgrounds in the most recent Emmy Awards. But I think the biggest surprise for me is the exponential growth in quality between what was called the outstanding miniseries in uh, 2014. And then the, of course the limited or anthology series where, you know, it was, it was Fargo. It was American horror story starting its run with, you know, continuing its run with coven murder house being the first one. Um, 
actually Coven was the third season. Um, Bonnie and Clyde on A and E, Luther, um, is it Treme? Yeah, that, yeah, uh, Treme, and the White Queen on Stars. I mean, when's the last? <laughs> this is probably the last time Stars got an Emmy nomination at all. I mean, oh. you know, and then you go, you know, just just look at the, the the even even last year, which kind of felt like a down year in terms of limited series. But I mean, you've got really great television from Dope Sick to Dropout to The White Lotus. Less so inventing Anna and and there are Pam and Tom Lee certainly has its fans, but it's just it's it's yes, just markedly different, I think, in terms of the the talent and the um the stars that have come to television over the last eight years to participate in things like limited series. Yeah, I wonder if let's see, that was that year. The following year, I mean, I think this is really the kind of dawn of like just how exciting that particular race is like the net following year was American crime, Olive Kittredge, mm-hmm. horror show, freak show, the honorable woman, Wolf Hall. And then the following year it was OJ Simpson, American crime again, Fargo, the night manager and the, uh, the remake miniseries of roots on the history channel. So, I mean, that is sort of like when we start to see like a glut, a gluttony of, of stuff where you do sort of, that's kind of interesting to see those shows, you know, be so lauded and so critically acclaimed when you have a show like Modern Family or A House of Cards or An Orange is the New Black, where we do keep seeing the same familiar faces over and over and over again. Um, So I think that's kind of interesting. Just some, first couple of years of that. I'm sure you can probably chart that more, but uh, I guess that was sort of the dawn of the greatness of people paying attention to that category. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, certainly there have always been, you know, you've got roots, you know, one of the the great miniseries of all times and, you know, record number of Emmy nominations. But I think around this time is when you start to see the sort of limited series slash miniseries kind of be blown open with, you know, Fargo, everybody loved that first season of Fargo. And then it kind of moved a little bit more with, with uh, Frances McDormand showing up and Olive Kittredge and kind of lending, you know, her cachet to that. And, um, but then remember we loved that, by the way, do you remember? Yeah, what I still was? love Olive Kittredge. I do too. It's, yeah. It's a great show. And it's, it's, uh, I wish they would make the sequel because it's a really interesting book. Um, but it's, uh, it was OJ Simpson that I think just blew the doors open and said, John Travolta's coming to television. So, you know. <laughs> and I think, yeah, it was kind of like um, Ryan Murphy was almost teasing that through his other works, like American, I feel like American Horror Story for me was the, I think that was the show that really started to crack open the door for a limited series. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we can be interesting here. Um and then I think that you're right. I think that the people versus OJ Simpson, it was just like, oh yeah, like this is a category that's fun. Like it's really got a lot of great quality. Not that there wasn't like good stuff before, but like it was even like there's so many, like now there's a whole TV movie category, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was a mixture before, right? It was like a limited series and TV movie. It was a mixture. Yeah, which because- is wild. Because now like, I can't even imagine like thing like things like Hemingway and Gellhorn got in in 2012. Um, 
And I remember watching that. Um, but like, I think that like, it, it just, it's such a different ball game now, really. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, the year before we did it, the year before uh, we started the podcast, it was outstanding miniseries or movie. And that was uh, behind the candelabra okay. won that. And it right. was competing against Phil Spector and political animals, I think was a movie. And uh, top of the top lake, of was, the lake was another one that, that was like, got people talking. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I don't think that there's a, any specific year where many, the limited series just really started to get, you know, classier, we'll say. But I think um, it was really around the OJ Simpson year where it got the most nominations where people really stood up and said, okay, this is something that we really have to pay attention to again. Yeah. That's really interesting to see that trajectory. Yeah. What else? Uh, sparks your interest or, or is looks compelling to you and in, in terms of looking back eight years ago i i think something to sort of note is i feel like this was before we really were saying almost every week there is too much television yeah um netflix i remember just thinking i mentioned it before that you know, just thinking of, you know, I remember when Netflix was like, we're going to do original content. And I remember being like, that's going to be shitty. That's going to be so dumb. You mean Netflix, the people that send DVDs to your house. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I sort of didn't even understand how that was going to work. And was that TV? I don't, I don't know. Um, and we have seen through the course of writing for the site and, doing this podcast i mean i'm sure if you know when we're all long gone and people are studying our podcast um <laughs> going through the you know corridors of history of awards daily tv um you could probably chart when everyone started to kind of get exhausted with the amount of stuff and there is so much tv that you i could watch like you know three shows consistently all year long and like maybe not three more than that, like 12 shows and they could be different than the 12 shows that Clarence watches and the 12 shows that Megan watches and they'll all be really good and really strong and have points of view and stuff like that. But there's so much fucking television right now. Um, yeah, there was, but um, going back, I, I did in preparation for this podcast, I did re-listen to our very first episode and, and um, did we say actually, that back then too? <laughs> what's that? Did we say that back then too? Um, I'll, I'll actually, uh, seal my lips for a second because what okay. I was going to say was kind of a spoiler for a question I was asking. So never mind. We'll just come okay. back to that. Okay. <laughs> well, can I, can I, can I pose a different question then? Absolutely. Okay. When Mad Men was on and Breaking Bad was on and, you know, this was a couple years after the Sopranos ended we had dubbed, especially, or not we, but it was dubbed that the time that we were living in was the golden age of television. Do you guys think we are still in the golden age of television or are we in a different age of television? I think we're in a different age. Yeah, I do too. I are don't we think we're still in the age. I think the golden age was like Mad Men, <laughs> um, Breaking Bad, uh, I would even say true detective toward the end of that. That was kind of like marking the end. 
Yeah, I, I think I think the big difference is is if you look at the if you compare the series against you know 2014's Emmy year versus 2022's Emmy year, you're going to look at 2022's Emmy year and think, okay, this is this is a better age of television. Mm-hmm. But the difference is there were a lot more shows to pick from that were of outstanding quality outside of just the six or seven that were nominated for drama series. And I don't, I mean, I felt like this year it was pretty easy to pick what eight was, what series were going to be nominated because there really weren't anything else oh, yeah. outside of those eight. That's <laughs> no, very true. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's succession, better call Saul, euphoria, Ozark, severance, squid game, stranger things, yellow jacket. There's really not much else. That's like, waiting in the wings they just kind of grabbed everything and said okay here's the top eight so i think there's less depth of great television when there i believe was more depth back then and also with i mean you could probably say with the rise of social media and how we talk about it um the way we pay attention to the awards conversation now even now is different than how we did in 2015, 2014, 2016, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, well, we, I mean, I, I think this might be the first time, and I can cut this out if you don't want me to say it out loud, but I think this might be the first time that we've said on the podcast, the way that the Emmys are covered has become very obviously Oscars down season. And so like film Twitter just all of a sudden starts trying to apply the knowledge that they have from Oscars to the Emmys. And it just, it doesn't work. And we always get really (laughs) annoyed when certain people who are big on those circles uh, start weighing in on Emmys and are just like, that's never going to happen with the Emmys. You just don't understand how the television Academy works. Oh, that annoys me every fucking, every season and it's also just like it's also i think part of it and you can cut this out if you guys want to i feel like it's part of it is um some things that pay attention more to film twitter if i feel like since we primarily talk about television on our podcast and we started on the television side before we started bleeding into the film side it also feels like if you guys want to talk about film Twitter and movies and Oscars. Great. That's what you started your stuff on. That's whatever. But let the people who have been talking about TV for a long time, let them have like uh, uplift the voices that have been doing it the whole time. Not right. as, not just as busy work. I think that's a great way to put it. Yep. Hmm. Um, Megan, going back to television movie, I just, you know, they, they did in, in uh, 2020, 2014, they did split those categories. Like I mentioned, I'm looking at the outstanding television movie from eight years ago, and it's a oh, shocking it? amount of quality compared to what we're getting now. It's The Normal Heart, um, oh, Killing yeah. Kennedy, Muhammad Ali's Greatest Fight, Sherlock, The Trip to Bountiful. I mean, those, those are oh. all, all five of them great movies. Any one of them could have won. Um, you know, and now we're like Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I remember being so devastated on Emmy Emmy night because it I thought Normal Heart was gonna win like everything. Everything. Yeah. And it yeah. won one thing. It had one, two, three, four, five, 
It had one, two, three, four, five, six. Six actors from that movie were nominated and none of them won. That's interesting that you bring up the TV movie because I do feel like that that's the one thing that's kind of messed up with the Emmys is that they don't know what to do with the TV movie. And that used to be the one I think that more people, if I think eight years ago, if it were, let's choose between limited series and TV movie, what's the more interesting one? I think we'd probably say TV movie. Like if we had to choose. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But I think it's interesting, even now that like, like news came out last week that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are starting their own streaming service. That's going to be better quality movie, you know, Netflix news or even, which I think is so weird. I, I feel like in some way Netflix, um, they're, they, they have like their prestige, like, um, the, you know, Oscar picks that they're trying to push, but then they also have, they just turn out so many movies. Um, and I also think that people aren't like, they're not sure what to push in these categories. Is it a TV movie? Is it a movie movie? Like even with, for example, Hulu and Fresh, like, mm-hmm. which was a huge hit at Sundance and then came to Hulu. And I think it was moderately received or whatever. People talked, but it wasn't like, I think they should have released it in theaters. It's, I, I feel like we still haven't figured out what to do with movies versus on streaming versus in theaters. And I, I think that I, there's like a crossroads there. I wonder if... I wonder if they now, since there is so much content that it's just like, they can see how something is projected to do it. They could have something like fresh that debuted at what Sundance and yeah. see what type of reviews it gets and see what type of buzz it gets and then see how soon that buzz or talk dies down. And then if Hulu can see that no one's talking about it going into like the summer, they can be like, no one's still talking about this movie. No one, because that may be like a social media thing. They can say, you know, uh, the buzz is dying down. No one's talking about it. Let's bring it back for the Emmy time. Like, so I guess it's, uh, I don't know. But yeah, that it feels like Emmys are almost like the default, like, oh, our movie can't be an Oscar pick. Let's make it a, an Emmy TV movie. Well, I also get really annoyed with, the people who who sort of badmouth the Emmys in a way. Like, I was always, I mean, Megan can attest to this, I was always a movie person. And he was. And then I got into realizing how <laughs> he was. And about, I was a TV uh, person. He was. You were, like, you were a little bit country and I was a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it was like, we, I get a little annoyed when people are like, when I said something online about, oh God, what was it? Like the Weird Al Yankovic movie. That was not released theatrically. It was released on the Roku channel because they haven't really done anything like that before, to my knowledge, or at least nothing as big as that. And someone was like on Twitter when the movie came out, because I was a big fan of it. They said, oh, I can't believe, like, I can't wait for it to be you know, up for Oscar consideration. And I replied to the tweet and I was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's it's not an it's not an Oscar play, it's an Emmy play. And they're like, oh, that fucking sucks. And I'm like, it's still an award. Like, I don't get why. Like, there's another thing that goes along with what I said earlier about, um, you know, people being bored and talking about the Emmys. They also, I didn't realize that it was like this 
redheaded stepchild of the awards race, I guess. It was like, oh, Emmys suck. Nowhere well, near I think, as I do think the TV movie category is like, you know, you want some sort of... I feel like I kind of get what they're saying, though, because that was like, oh, a big release that's coming out. Like, they showed it at film festivals. So you want it to be, like, kind of in the Oscar conversation. If it were something like, oh, they're teasing it on, like, NBC did a teaser of it or something. Okay, then it could be TV movie. I feel like it's just there's this identity crisis with films right now that (laughs) are streaming. And they don't know whether to be... Like, are you a film film or are you a TV movie? And I feel like it kind of makes the quality uh, suspect. Not suspect, but like, we don't know where to place them. And you don't know. It's weird. And I think there is probably a stigma around TV movies. Um, Now, probably more than I'd say before, because I'm looking at some of these TV movies that were out. Like, they were really big deals. I feel like we need to make TV movies a big deal again, because they are... Like event television. Would you say? Like event television. Yeah, and I feel like that's what's missing from TV movie, is that it's... And that's why it's like, oh, if you're teasing the like the Weird Al movie at festivals, then you want to see it have an Oscar run. Whereas if you had like, oh, we're going to see a preview of it before the Super Bowl or after the Super uh-huh. Bowl or something, then it's like, okay, this is a TV movie. I wish that we, we I, I just wish the Roku channel would have, just for that movie specifically, just give it one week theatrical run. That's all you had to do. Yeah. Because people, that's a movie that is fun that some people are excited about. So that would have been that would have been fun. I would have loved to see Daniel Radcliffe in the conversation, or even if we were to. I think maybe Weird Al did write a song for that movie that was original. I can't remember. Um, like he maybe he would have written an original song and he could be performing at the Oscars. Who knows? That, it's easier said than done to get that oh, to course. happen. Because of course. I mean, you and looking now and see Netflix, who has been producing films for several years now um, that are in the Oscar conversation and they're struggling with how to deal with the demand for something like glass onion, which did really well over the Thanksgiving weekend only played out there in in theaters a week and is now going to go to Netflix on December 23rd. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to, I mean, there are all kinds of articles out there, all kinds of tweets and whatnot saying they left a couple of hundred million on the table because they did not, pursue a major nationwide release schedule so you know it's it's yeah i I get what you're saying it would it would be nice to see you know daniel radcliffe be like an unexpected fifth best actor contender because you know that fifth slot is just a giant question mark but you know Hmm. it is what it is this is a stupid question but did the first knives out come out in theaters it did Yes. yes that's what i thought okay so the second one is was picked up by netflix Correct. So that's they bought the cha- that the one and the and that was they bought the third one too. So they bought they bought the There's second a third and third one. Movie. There will be. I mean, you don't think they're not going to? This is Megan. This is this is the new Agatha Christie. Kenneth Branagh's going to do one of these in like twenty years. He's going to do that's two. <laughs> um. Funny. What else about television um, has changed over the last uh, couple of years, or do we want to move on? I don't have I don't have anything else to say. I think we've really covered a lot, actually. All right, let's get all weepy and personal. So, uh, our friendship has uh, has grown dramatically over 
the last eight years, I would say the last 400 episodes. Oh, for sure. And I was thinking yeah. about how whenever I remember, like, obviously Joey and I knew each other before we knew you. But I remember he was like, oh, this guy Clarence is going to do the podcast. Yeah. Like, he's a writer for Awards Daily. He wants to do this, too. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> like, way back when that, like, you know, I, buddies. <laughs> I actually, I don't know if I ever told you this, Clarence, but when I didn't. I mean, when we did this, what, 2014, everything was fast and loose. Who knew Who knew what anything was? Because we, Megan and I asked to be part of the television website, part of the site, because we were such big fans of Sasha. And I remember, I think the first time that I saw your name, it was on like some random article or something that you wrote. And I, it's, I just immediately called Megan and was like, who is this bitch? <laughs> I was like, who is Clarence Moy? And Megan's like, I don't know. That's, that's funny. And what's funny is that. that you still do that today. <laughs> Who is this bitch? <laughs> no, I think it was girls. I think that was I. Uh, I wrote a a piece about girls. Um, that was my, the first thing I'd written for. Wow, mm-hmm. that is wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that uh, when you listen to the first podcast, it's we have been talking online. Um, since February of 2014. I mean, that was kind of when you guys came first and I followed by, you know, a couple of maybe a month or something like that. It wasn't too long after. And um, so obviously we had chatted with each other online, but I don't think we'd ever spoken before and uh, before the podcast. And even then with, with Craig moderating, there was still like camaraderie between the three of us. It just, oh. it it really clicked. And it, it, I, cause I was expecting and to an extent, this is there, but not as badly as I thought it would be. But to an, I was expecting there to be hesitancy or us constantly talking over each other or not really, you know, any, I mean, you and and you, you guys, you two made jokes, of course, because you've known each other forever. But um, it, it was the three of us were really interacting, even from the very first episode, we were still interacting together. It was it was really interesting to listen to it. That's that's so sweet. And it's been great getting to know you, Clarence. Like, like you know, I always say you're like my brother, and you are. So, like, <laughs> yep. um, and we get to like, I mean, even when we, it's like making time to talk to each other too. Like, there's sometimes the only time I get to talk to Joey is on the podcast, which I feel bad about. Um, and but like the fact that we're able to like check in and each week and you know talk about our what we're watching and stuff is just. Uh, I hate to use this phrase. It's a gift. <laughs> oh, it is. Awesome. It is. And just to remind people, and they may they may be surprised at this, the only time that I have seen you, Megan, face-to-face outside of like Zoom calls was the one time we were together in Miami back in like 2015, 2016. Is that really yeah. true? We have never physically so been around each other. That is so hard to believe. That is yep. so hard to believe. Well, we have to change that in 2023 then. We will. We will. Okay, we're, good. We're going out to uh, to the HCAs, right? Oh, right. Are you going to do it in the summer then? I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do it in the February for the film You're doing it in February? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm okay. We'll figure, we'll figure something out. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's. It, now I've been around Joey a couple of times. He's he's been here uh, when he and Jason moved from Miami to Rochester, New York. They stopped at my house and yeah. spent the night, which was uh, which was a great time. 
Um, I've, I've been around Joey a couple of times and he and I yeah, just there. most recently went to, uh, to New York to cover the, um, the Gilded Age Emmy FYC panel, which was, <laughs> which was a lot of fun, but didn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, uh, that was a little surreal. That was, that was this year, right? Was that yeah. this yeah. year? Yep. That, that feels so long ago. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that feels so long ago. Yeah, it was, that was, um, that was last week, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> We're there now. <laughs> um, yeah, that that trip, it was kind of, uh, that was the first time that, I think I've seen Clarence like four times. So if there was the time in Miami, yep. there was the time that I drove up to Rochester. There was the time he came to my escape party yep. in Rochester and he almost died in a snowbank. Oh, so that's the time um, we don't speak about, right? Or of, or of alcohol poisoning. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> that was, time, that's what I was thinking. Um, oh God. That was, uh, what one best picture that year? Shake of um, water. You came and knocked on my on the, like, door of the bathroom. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey, <laughs> and the then best year was the, when we were together for La La Land. Oh my God. I'll never, when it didn't win. Where yeah. Joey was like, shut the fuck up. Joey was so, I've never seen Joey so giddy at a party. Because it was just like, it's drama. He was like, this is the best night of my life. Oh, and we went to that, uh, we went to that bookstore in Miami. I don't remember the name of it. but I love that place. That was so fun. I have a picture of, there's a picture of uh, the three of us and Lane, Clarence's wife and Jason, my husband. I have that. I uh, there, we took a selfie or something. Yeah, there I have it. It's it's a framed picture, like one of the pictures that's underneath my TV in my living room. Oh, that's why I always get mad when people are like, social media is so evil and all these things. And I was I always think of you, Clarence, because I'm like I wouldn't have wouldn't have known you had it not been for social media and like all these friends we've made through the years, like has been because of this connection that's kind of started through social media, really, like with Facebook and, you know, reaching out to Craig and becoming friends with him and Sasha. And uh, it's like, I think, I think people are, I mean, social media can be terrible, but I think people are really, um, it's a really cool thing. And I think it's underrated. Yeah. And I would also like to add, I mean, we've never commented publicly about this and I don't really want to comment on it extensively right here, but I will say a lot of people have questioned our um, loyalty towards daily over the past four or five years uh, for various reasons. And I won't, again, I'm not going to go into those, but um, without awards daily, I not would I wouldn't have known either the two of you and without awards daily, yeah. I wouldn't be working with you guys. I mean, we wouldn't have a place to, to share our voices. We wouldn't have a place to, to share our podcast and, and to, to get together once a week and just sort of chat and, and, and be friends. And, you know, I mean, I, that you just can't give up on that. I'm not going to yeah. give up on that. Right. That's all, that's all I'll say. That's how I feel too. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I don't know if people would assume this, but I mean, like I talk to each of you pretty much every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> But like, no, but I mean, like we message each other, like we message each other, like Clarence and I, I mean, I don't know. We, I'll, I'll just be like, I don't know, like this bit, blah, I don't know. Um, stuff like that all the time. And Megan, I, I mean, I've known Megan since for people like the one person who doesn't know this, that like Megan and I met in seventh grade. <laughs> we were in the same homeroom together. That's where that's, you know, 
that's responsible for all this shit. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me just let me just share an experience that happened just this weekend where I was <laughs> uncharacteristically going out to dinner with friends. Usually I'm a, <laughs> a, a and and I'm in the car with a you know ton of people. And I get a call. You know, we're listening to my iPhone on the radio. Of course, it was Christmas music. I get a call from Joey Moser piping in. And I immediately decline it because I'm in the car. And I get a text. You must call, quote unquote, you must call me immediately. Fought a brief gay emergency. <laughs> Fought was the misspelling. Or it's was- Disney adjacent. <laughs> I'm at a Disney theme drag show to benefit a queer rugby team, and someone dressed up as Puss in Boots to perform. These boots are made for walking. No one, and that's in all caps, but me cares that this is DreamWorks. I've had four Jello shots, and no one cares. <laughs> and then I get a picture of a very concerned face. <laughs> oh my God, that is that is the best exchange. <laughs> that's pretty much. If you could, if you could encapsulate <laughs> the majority of me and Clarence's conversations, that's what it is. He'll be at work doing something like legitimate, like his his actual job, and I will send him. This isn't even an unnecessarily twelve bullet point rant about like a stapler, and then he'll just be like, "Okay." <laughs> those too <laughs> well i think it's funny if anything happens breaking news like there are two the two or three actually like top conversations i have in um my messenger facebook messenger the number one is the three of us and then i think oh, yeah. like number two is joey and then number like three it's like the three so it's like so if i have to message joey or clarence directly i will do that but i also have this other i have three different threads for all of these <laughs> yeah. like it's just wild that like those are usually what I check if something if there's breaking news I'm like okay what did this what did our threads say did they know what's going on what's going on today with what like because there's usually some sort of update about something like we are always talking to each other yes we are and and uh, I mean if you think we're um, on one of our ratings of uh, on Apple podcasts um, we are called toxic liberals I'm like. If you think what we say on the podcast is bad, what about the shit that we say that isn't public? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way to look at those reviews. Yeah. I was just pulling them up, actually, and I'm like, you know, uh, people, if they haven't reviewed us lately, give us give us some love, because we, yes, we've gotten a couple of, uh, we were brats for a little bit. Yeah, I will admit, we went through a dark phase <laughs> during the 2016 election. Um, not gonna lie, it was not a great period for us on the podcast, and we were we were tipping our dipping our toe into the political pool. Probably we shouldn't have, but you know, that's why I didn't want to make it political. But I do think that the TV has changed. It's interesting to see how TV changed. Like there are things that presidents do to make things change, which is weird. Like like I feel like after Obama, things got more diverse. Like casting and everything changed. And then I think it's interesting that with Donald Trump, we had this huge swing toward more like, like happy stories, which is it's just really interesting. So our two, <laughs> our two worst ratings are um, subtitled pass exclamation mark. A lot of toxic liberals who think they're funny and that's spelled T H E I R. Why would anyone listen to a podcast that disrespects a certain audience? Nah, 
Funny thing they say, they're the open-minded ones, lol. Uh-huh. All I would say is, Sion tweet to be my, I don't have no idea how to say this uh, handle, but uh, whoever you are, you need to learn the difference between their T-H-E-I-R <laughs> and their T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. That's like um, uh, when Ross yells at Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you are means yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you are? <laughs> the second one is horrid from <laughs> me.nyc. One star. These are vile, toxic people that have horrible taste and actually are inept any award predictions. And I'm reading this without, you know, exactly as it's written. Quite fitting how they never receive any comments on their awards daily posts. Gross. Well, actually, we're pretty awesome at awards predictions. But yes, yeah. we don't receive comments okay, on our Okay, I'm posts. not. You guys are good, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, I do have to admit that I'm like, <laughs> if I do badly, I'm like, God, I'm only two away from Megan. <laughs> I'm sure that's the case. Well, I also like to like change it up, but sometimes I make like good calls on certain things. You do. Sometimes. You absolutely do. You go with your heart more than anybody else. I start, I second guess myself way too much. And I don't like to go with, actually, I would say I go with like, not even my heart, but just like the wind. <laughs> like what's the wind? <laughs> Cause I, if I went with my heart, then I would have gone with like, I may destroy you. Wins everything, you know. Uh, true. Um, yeah, that's true. And I don't go with my head because then I would have been like, well, according to statistics and stuff like this, I usually just go with like, I'm feeling like this today. <laughs> well, we 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 moved on from our political phase um, and uh, left that for other members of Awards Daily. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say about the last eight years? I loved it. I've loved every minute of it. And it's like, I think it's funny that every, every Sunday, my dad asked me, are you podcasting tonight? And I've told him like, no, we podcast <laughs> like on Mondays usually now, but he always asked me, are you podcasting tonight? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> talking about Angela Bassett's swollen. <laughs> I was going to say, what would you say were some of the top 10 moments? I would say Jessica Briel has to be up there. Or like yes. our catchphrases. What would you say the catchphrases we had from here would be? Oh, just the bill for Lord's sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember when that person commented on the post that we were rude for purposely mispronouncing her name? <laughs> I've heard other people do the same thing, though. Pia. That's why I think people are um, reacting. That's like the same way that I used to um, anytime like we're listening to the radio. Like my husband and I are in the car and it's Charlie Puth. I always go like that to the point where I distinctly remember him being like, I'm sorry, can you please stop doing that? <laughs> Fine. Um, one, one point I stopped and I don't remember one. I don't think we've ever, I was thinking about this today. I don't think we've ever stopped the podcast laughing as much as we did when we were talking about Angela Bassett's <laughs> swollen clitoris. From you two were the ones like yeah. I didn't even you two were out of control. I think on that podcast, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I remember crying. I was laughing so I could not breathe. I couldn't even like function to hit stop or pause just to stop the podcast to be able to continue. Uh, that was the I mean, uh, that was the funniest thing. I, I wish I could go back and pinpoint that episode, but it would uh I mean I have it somewhere, but it would um it would take too long. <laughs> um, I can't think of any other catchphrases. Um, those were the big ones. The the yeah. Jessica Beale for sure. 
you know how hard it was for me to interview Jessica Biel and not say her name like that? <laughs> also, she and I need to eat my words because she's fantastic on The Sinner. Like, she could, like, I know I was saying, like, oh, it's weird to have, like, the whole context of it was, like, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, <laughs> Jessica Biel. Like, like one of these things is not like the other, but she very much <sighs> deserved to be in the conversation because she's she was really good on that. And then she did something else good, like six years later. Good for her. <laughs> okay, let's not be catty. Um, while we're looking back, let's uh, let's jump to the quiz. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. Yes. So this is going to be a Joey versus Megan quiz, and I've just got. I'm not doing Jeopardy or anything like that. So I've just got a series of 15 questions. So there will be no ties unless you both miss things. Then if there's, then you just tie because I don't have a tiebreaker. Um. And uh, what we traditionally do for for these cases is to decide who goes first. I'm g- I've got a number in my head between one and fifty. Whoever gets well, that's too much. How about one and twenty? <laughs> Whoever gets closest, uh, that's who goes first. So, Megan, you go. Ten. <laughs> Joey. Sixteen. It's seventeen. Shazam. <laughs> so Joey gets to go first, and. Uh, I do reserve the right to switch questions up because sometimes they're very specific to a person. And if that person gets the question, it probably won't be fair. Um, First question. Here we go. Our 400th episode quiz. And this is referring all the way back to the first episode, which as I listened to it today was one hour and 48 minutes long. The original podcast opening credits featured a mashup of clips and theme songs from television and film. Name one theme song or film referenced in the original Water Cooler podcast opening credits, Joey. Just one. Mad Men? Uh, That is incorrect. Megan, would you like to steal? I believe I Love Lucy was featured. It was the opening song, yes. I would also, uh, there was was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or Willy Wonka, there was... um, the Shining. There was The Simpsons. Oh wow! I didn't. Yeah. I forgot. But it opens with da na 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 na. Oh my god! Wow, I'm proud of myself for remembering. All right, um, and uh, we changed it, of course, because um, we were deathly afraid of being sued for copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was also Cheers. You could have said Cheers. Speaking of Kirstie Alley, who passed. It was right? also Gimme Shelter for a while by the Rolling Stones. Uh, it segued into Gimme Shelter, yes. Yes. So oh, would that have counted? Um, yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to fail at this. My brain has curbled. So. Megan. <laughs> yes. Your second, your first question. What was the main topic of our inaugurable inaugural podcast episode? What was the main topic? What did we talk about? on that podcast um shows we're looking forward to in the spring that is incorrect joey would you like to steal um what if i was like no i don't want to steal um (laughs) so i thought you may have said this was near the end of the year so i'm gonna say top 10 lists it was our 2014 (gasps) best of tv lists oh wow that's why i didn't want to say that earlier because, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joey, 
Of the four main podcast members, which were, of course, Craig Kennedy, me, you, and Megan. I'm going to get this wrong. Who spoke the most? Oh. I actually put the podcast into Otter AI, had it translate it, had it mark each of the speakers to find out who had the highest percentage of speaking time on the podcast. Probably me, because I don't shut the fuck up. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Megan, would you like to steal? Um, maybe it's me. Is it me? No, no, you Craig? both miss it. It was Craig who was That's the host. What I figured it'd be Craig, but I feel oh, like that he's was the too host. obvious. Yeah, he was the host. Um, Megan, what yes. show was included on both yours and Joey's lists starring a now Oscar winning actress who said, who Craig said is now starting to get the credit that's coming to her around the advent of this show. Again, the show that was included on both of your lists starring a now Oscar-winning actress who Craig said is now starting to get the credit that's coming to her. Oh, my gosh. So this was oh, for 2014? Jesus. Yep. Can I Google? No, that would be... <laughs> no? Would be cheating. Damn it. Um, oh, Oscar-winning actress. Um... Ooh, what has been on my list? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. Uh, I don't know. True Detective. I don't know who was on there. No. Is that your final answer? No. <laughs> I don't remember. It's the Oscar-winning actress. Oh, I really can't think. I have no idea. All right, I'm going to have to hand it off to Joey to steal. Joey, would you like to steal? Uh, sure. Can you repeat the question one more time? Oh. There, there, what show was included on both Megan and your top 10 list? That show starred a now Oscar-winning uh, actress who at the time, Craig said, quote, is now starting to get the credit that's coming to her, end quote. Oh, um, uh, oh, was it Viola Davis? What show? Oh, what show? Sorry, fuck. Um, How to Get Away with Murder. It was How to Get Away with Murder. Wow. I'm impressed, Joey. I'm really impressed. (laughs) Um, Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's it. Uh, Joey, this next question is yours. Uh, Megan and my lists were primarily pulled from two different networks so basically the majority of our list came from networks okay um what networks provided the majority of our favorite shows in 2014 i need one for me and one for megan um, i'm gonna say clarence was hbo and megan they're different yes um <laughs> Megan was, (laughs) I want to say TBS. Is that your final answer? Or should I say, no, I'm going to say FX. That is incorrect. Megan, would you like to steal? Uh, I could try. Actually, I was going to guess what he (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to say AMC for Clarence. Wait, these are network shows or Maybe ABC for Clarence. And then 
Um, mm, AMC for me. That is incorrect. It was Comedy Central for you. <laughs> um, your number one show of the year was Amy Sh- Inside Amy That's Schumer. what I thought. Oh, yeah. God. And Joey was right with me. It was HBO. Oh, wow. Um, let's see, Joey, you started with that one. So, Megan, um, we spent a lot of time talking about a very canceled show, which featured a character called Henry Higgs. What was the name of that show that we spent so much time talking about? Um, is it Selfie? It was Selfie. Yes. I'm impressed. Oh, God. I love that show. It's so cute. I'm still sad that it just kind of ended and we never got to see them get together. Joey. Um, no. Hold on. This is your question, right? Because I just, yeah. Um, you and I placed an Amazon series starring a now canceled actor on both of our lists with me claiming that the series wasn't a comedy and you said, everything's gay. Name that show. <laughs> Transparent. That's correct. What is it? Transparent. <laughs> Where Joey said, gay? everything's gay. <laughs> oh, God. I just remember, I don't know how publicly we've ever done this, but <laughs> you remember in like season two or season three, <laughs> there was. Jeffrey Tamor going, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do, actually. <laughs> the amount of times that you and I said that in each other. Wait. I do. I do remember we said that gift to each other for like <laughs> every nonstop every day for like three months. <laughs> God, please. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I remember well, you talked to, I remember you talked to uh, Trace Lisset and you said in that interview, my editor, uh, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's such a, he's such a, a friend to the community that he even says Yas Queen. And I'm like, why did you say that, Joey? <laughs> Does she <laughs> care? Does she <laughs> care? <laughs> That's hey, we all make rookie mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I think I included that in the interview. Um, yes, you up. did. Yes, you did. Because that's how I knew says, about it. I think she says something. She says, "I love that a straight cis man can adopt our lingo, and it's all good." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she loved that. I don't. <laughs> Ron, Ron Howard voice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, now I've, all right. So that was, that was Joey. So this Megan, this one's yours. Um, the, the second season of an early Netflix series received raves from everyone at the water cooler. Thanks to a diminished role for a specific character named Piper. What was the name of that Uh series? Oh, orange is the new black. That is correct. We talked a lot about how much we hated Piper. Everybody literally said the (laughs) show is better because she's not in it as much. That's really funny. Joey. Yeah. We, we also compared Orange is the New Black to an Emmy-winning ABC series that also tells background stories of its individual characters in a flashback style. Megan hoped Orange is the New Black didn't have a foot statue that they would never explain. Name that ABC series we compared it to. Uh, you know this. Uh, Waves. 
just to put the pressure on, Megan and Joey are tied at three apiece. If Megan steals, she will take the lead. Ooh. Said ABC, Cheryl? I did. Lost? No. That is correct. Oh, yes. Lost, he said with conviction. <laughs> Megan. Yes. Three out of four members Ooh. of the Water Cooler podcast, which is basically everybody but Joey, had season four of an Emmy-winning series that would famously, disastrously end in 2019 while still setting Emmy records. Name that series that we three of us put on our best of list. Wait, so it ended in 2019 dis- disastrously? Yes, but we had season four of this Emmy-winning series on all three of our lists, yours, mine, and Craig. Oh, disastrously. Disast- oh, oh, was it... It wasn't How I Met Your Mother, was it? No. <laughs> Is that your final answer? No. Um, a disaster, disastrously. Wait, did you say what network it was on? No, I did not. Okay. It's like, can you name? <laughs> disastrously in 2019. Oh, Game of Thrones? Correct. <laughs> because Joey said, I've only seen four episodes. <laughs> uh, Joey. Yeah. Megan also mentions an ode to Game of Thrones made by Comedy Central's South Park. South Park features an episode dedicated to Game of Thrones writer George R. R. Martin's supposed obsession with what body part? Uh, Bonus points if you say this, if you sing the song. And I think he should have to say the, the correct, like, lingo for the body part, too. I have no idea. Any guesses? I'm sorry. I know I keep doing this. Can you repeat the question? (laughs) I don't test well. (laughs) (laughs) Megan also mentions an ode to Game of Thrones from Comedy Central South Park. Yeah. Because South Park featured an episode dedicated to Game of Thrones writer George R.R. Martin's supposed obsession with what body part? Oh, um, it's, I'm pretty sure the song is sort of a play on the name of a book or name of an episode. I won't be able to sing it um, because I don't, I don't remember if I even saw it, but I feel like, isn't it? um, I'm trying to remember the name of the the book, something of something and something. Um, And ode to Okay, I'm just going to say oh, you. No, 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 wrong. hold on. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're overthinking ass? this. Yes. yes. You're, no. you're overthinking ass. this. No. Megan. About a butt? It's Wiener. And it's Wiener. Wiener, Wiener. Wiener, yes. Wiener. <laughs> wiener, and, Wiener. And she also sang it on the, the podcast at that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Megan takes the lead with five. Yes. Megan, your question. I something. <sighs> <clears throat> we raved about True Detective, specifically its uniform direction from what director? From which director? Is, Who directed? It, yeah, sorry, guys. Carrie Fukunawa. It is Carrie Fukunawa. Uh, Joey, yes. we cl- we closed with the television that we hated most within the year, and you mentioned that you loved the specificity of the show that I hated. I offered up an episode of Saturday Night Live that was hosted by what comic, famously punched in the face by Will Smith? <laughs> Chris Rock. That was it. And you said, I love the specificity of your hatred. 
<laughs> Megan, one series that we surprisingly talked surprisingly talked about hating ended up being one of yours and my favorite series in its third and final season. Name that series. It was one of our favorites. We talked about on this podcast that we didn't like it, that we left it, we couldn't, you know, uh, um, couldn't finish it, and uh, and then the third season ended up being one of our favorite seasons of television ever. Wow! Oh, oh leftovers! Oh, damn it! <laughs> that is correct. All right, two questions left, Joey. The best thing you can do is essentially tie. All right. Um, Joey, I requested that Megan close out the podcast by explaining a tweet that she'd made at the time, which said, quote, X show is a whore. What series did Megan describe as a whore? Oh, I don't care if I get this wrong. That's a really <laughs> funny quote. I wish I knew that I did what I did. <laughs> this show is a whore. This show is a whore. So it's now, when I say Megan. when I say this show, I'm actually you know put the name of the show in there. That's a place. Yes, X yes, is a whore. It. X is a whore. So it has to be something that Megan doesn't like. Um, maybe it's kind of a long list, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Um, I don't remember if you liked or hated the show, but I'm gonna take a wild guess. Um, A to Z? No. Okay. Megan, would you like to steal? I am dying to... Wait, so can I win or tie, are we tied? No, you're ahead by two. You're ahead. You're seven. Oh. Megan is ahead by seven to five. Okay, I have no idea, so I'm just... I want to hear what I said. You said the newsroom is a whore because it <laughs> begs you, begs the viewer to love it. Wait, what did you say after that? You said, the newsroom is a whore because it begs the viewer to love it. (laughs) I did not know that I was so profound. (laughs) All right. Last question, I believe, is yours, Megan. Um, Name the song that closes the podcast. Now, every week I chose a different song to close it before we got tied (laughs) up, you know, just freaked out with the the legal implications of doing such things. But name the song that closes the podcast. And it was included because I included that video featuring dancer Maddie Ziegler on my list of the favorite television of the year. Wait, was it um, Chandelier? It was Chandelier. Oh, I love that song. And... That concludes the pop quiz of our first episode of the Water Cooler Podcast. Megan leads with eight points to Joey's five. Congratulations, Megan. Woo! That was such a fun trip down memory lane, yeah. especially since I won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was fun. Thank you for putting that together, Claire. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you. No worries at all. All right, so let's quickly jump to the flash forward to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. And uh, I'll go first. I, I seldom go first, so I'll go first. Um, yeah. Film. Um, I am seeing Avatar tomorrow night. Um, I am seeing Babylon in a theater for this for a second time. I have seen it on screener. I'm seeing it for a second time in a, in a theater. Um, I'm also going to see Emancipation and Decision to Leave before I vote for uh, turn in my Critics' Choice ballot. 
Um, for TV, my wife and I are going to try to binge the White Lotus before the series, the season finale, because I've already had one major plot point spoiled for me. Thanks Twitter. Um, of what happened this weekend. And we're just going to be watching a whole lot of Christmas stuff um, and books as I have time to go on walks. I've been listening to the it girl by Ruth Ware. Megan. Oh, the it girl to look that up. Um, so I am reading um, Hey Mom by Louis Anderson and oh. um, I'm listening to it actually. And it's just, first of all, it's so well done and it reminds me how much I miss him and what a special guy he was. And it just, it's, and he's writing to his mother who's, who has passed away. And it's like him telling her about things that she missed in the years that she's been gone. It's just beautiful. Aww. And it's, it's going to make Sam. me cry, especially him being gone. But, um, uh, I really have enjoyed it. Um, and then I'm seeing Babylon Wednesday, which I had a screener, a digital screener for it, but I, just didn't I thought I'd rather just see it in the theater I think and I watched RRR this past weekend which I enjoyed um which is fun um I've been catching up on Abbott Elementary has been good the challenge um what else oh I love the White Lotus this season can you believe that I cannot wait for Sunday I I can't believe that I like it. I, I mean, I, I can't believe I like it as much as I do. I really, um, Aubrey Plaza is really good. Um, and Jennifer Coolidge's stuff that's going on with her character is really interesting too. Um, so I've gotten really into that and I'm surprised myself with that. I would like to watch some holiday stuff. Um, but I haven't had a chance to yet, but I would like to, um, I do need to see uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and um, I'd like to catch up on um, the Nan. Oh, the documentary! All that. What is it? All the blood. All, all that. The and the blood. Yes, I would like to watch that too. Um, there's a lot I need to catch up on, um, but and that's probably about it. Joey, I am. Okay, so I'm in the middle of reading. Spoiler alert, I'm hoping I can finish it before I see the movie this weekend. Um, I just got a screening to Emancipation. Um, I don't want to say I'm looking forward to that, but I kind of want to, I just want to see, I just want to see it, put it to rest, what it is. And then um, I am sort of, um, movie-wise, I want to catch up on... Uh, I had a through line. I can't remember what it is. Oh, the, um, <laughs> I want to catch up on some, um, animal themed stuff. <laughs> like, uh, I got a screener to EO, which yeah, what I'm, is EO? it's, a, it's about a donkey. Aww. And it looks like the trailer oddly makes me very emotional. I'll send it to you. It just looks like what happens to a donkey about he's part of a family and then he gets taken away from the family and then he, he, you know, you get to see all the different people that, um, own him, I guess. Um, but and I, I have see a, it just cause I have such a hard time. With, I love yeah. it. And then, um, I'm going to put on a brave face and watch wildcat. Um, because I think I may have mentioned that a couple weeks ago, even yeah. but it's, it's an Amazon documentary. I got a pitch to talk to, I think the director, um, and I watched the trailer again. And I just I cried like a fucking moron. So um, for no reason, so I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to try to catch up on those two. 
Excellent. So does that cover it? Yeah. All right. And this is, I think this has been said almost, I'm pretty close to 400 times because this was originally a Craig Kennedy quote. Um, But let's get the hell out of here. (laughs) So we are the three M's contributors, Joey Moser, Megan McLaughlin, and me, Clarence Moy, thanking you for joining us and for sticking around for 400 episodes. This, for those of you who have listened to us, you know, obviously not everybody listens to us every single week, but it means a great deal. Um, we, we love our listeners. We love our, uh, those who reach out to us and tell us on Twitter and, and various uh, aspects of social media that, we, that you listen. And thank you for that. Um, please remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts and uh, <laughs> balance out those toxic liberal votes uh, <laughs> or uh, wherever you find us. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel at Awards Daily and wishing you a very pleasant tomorrow. <laughs>